0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Halls. Hello everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. This week, we've got three main releases to talk about. We're gonna kick off with The Ledge, Uh, Then we've got Pierce Brosnan in The Misfits and the French thriller called Restless. Our short shot this week is Jester Must Die and our DTV throwback is Deep Freeze. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first film this week then is The Ledge. Whilst on a mountaineering trip in Italy, a young climber witnesses a murder and must scale a mountain to try and evade the killers. Uh, This is the latest film from Howard J. Ford, uh, guys. Um, It's a director I've got a lot of time for. Um, He and his brother made The Dead films, um, The Dead 1 and Dead 2. The first one was set in Africa, the second one was set in India during a zombie apocalypse. Um, Both definitely worth checking out. It also did a film called uh, Never Let Go, which I believe we've covered on this show, Rich.
0: I think we did. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't seen the Dead movies, but yeah, Never Let Go was um, like an action thriller.
1: Yeah, it was very good. And and this is uh, another sort of um, film with a sort of female protagonist. Um, I've got a lot of time for this. I think it was a cracking idea, and I think it is mostly well executed. Excuse me. Mostly well executed, um, but let's go with um, Rich.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was quite interested to see it. You know, it's got that imagery of a woman hanging on a on a cliff face, basically, as the as the sort of poster and the 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 concept is is essentially along with lines of you know stuff like the shallows. You know, a woman in peril. You know, how's she going to get out of this situation? Mm-hmm of thing, completely isolated and cough um it i didn't realize going in that it was going uh that it was gonna have this uh you know bunch of guys you know uh mm. you know uh, the guy t- attempted rape you know kind of thing and and you know a murder and, and all that sort of thing happening so it it's not the film i expected going in so I was a bit surprised. Uh, you know, I was very, very entertained the whole time, but it mm-hmm. it played out in a different manner to which I was expecting. So um, you're expecting
1: just a like sort of woman against the elements kind of thing. And, you
0: know. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, there was a film a few years ago which was the, which immediately came to mind, which was a lonely place to die. Yes. With Melissa George, mm-hmm. which funnily enough I hadn't seen. Uh, All right. And now that I have seen it, I also realised I had. Completely the wrong thing in yeah. mind of what that <laughs> film actually was Because that film is nothing like what I was expecting mm. It's not a, a, a woman alone Against the elements or whatever In the yeah. same way that this one is It's completely different yeah, I love um, that film.
1: It's
0: good. So the um, This film Has some budgetary limitations It, it does look a bit it, it does have that kind of styrofoam mountain Kind of look about it But in fairness, so did Vertical Limit So <laughs> I think if you i you know i quite in, i quite like these kind of um mountain sort of set mm-hmm. movies oh, yeah. like vertical limit and uh you know we've had sort of more outdoor, you know out, other outdoorsy kind of stuff like um deadly pursuit and things like that um uh this is a cast of unknowns it's, it's so sort of a bit it's a bit on the nose perhaps at times a bit over the top at times but i had a really good time with it i, I thought it was. Very entertaining. It was never a dull moment, really. I, although I did question some of the characters and their motivations oh, and, yeah. and, and stuff, and <laughs> but they do try to address it. I don't think it hmm. works. It nece- you know, I think it, it's a bit too much at times. But um, you know, very yeah. thrilling, definitely.
1: It, it's the thing about the guys in the film. You're absolutely right. You know, um, the, there's this sort of element amongst them of like boys will be boys kind of thing. You know, so so they kind they're kind of enabling their own bad behaviour uh, um, un, until they hit their limit, but by which time it's it's kind of too late. You know, when one, one takes things a bit, you know, even further kind of thing. Um, and when they do try and sort of like put an end to it, that you know, there are opportunities for them just to walk off the mountain and, and and leave the guy behind. You know, just get on with their lives. But no. Uh, boys will be boys, bros will be bros, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a couple of issues with sort of motivation and characteristics. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. The main character um, whose name escapes me. Yes, uh, Brittany Ashworth uh, as Kelly um, does really well. Um, basically. And I love all the, you know, the actual sort of mountaineering bits I thought mm. worked really well. There were a couple of moments where they didn't quite wring the, the right amount of tension out of a scene, but for most of it, it works really well. I, you know, I, I could overlook any sort of like, um, as you say, sort of styrofoam mountain kind of stuff. There, there are a few, a few scenes where they sort of keep it quite close. So you, you don't realize that what you're actually seeing is a set rather than actually mm. on the mountain. But no, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, I love this sort of film. Steve, uh, Steve um, you, you watched part of this. I mean, uh, was it just so like your time ran out, or you, you uh, <laughs> yeah. lost interest? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, just just not a chance to finish it off. I think I watched about the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. to you know the attempted rape, just about a minute after that so, um, I saw. To be fair, it, it, it seemed all right. I've just, obviously, the main guy, I thought, was just an absolute prick. and
1: Yeah. Like, like you say, <laughs> you know, I mean,
2: straight off, you know, he's, he's the prick, you know, he, he's going to be whatever. And then there was, like, the other guy who was actually, you know, trying to phone the police and trying to sort it out, and then the other two were like, no, 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 and just enabling mm-hmm. him, basically. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, that was... That was all. all I saw, really.
1: There's a bit where sort of the main bad guy, played by Ben Mm Lamb, plays Joshua. Um, It was a bit where he he, just before they sort of chase after Kelly up the mountain, he goes back to the cabin to supposedly get his gloves, and later on, one of them kind of realizes what he's done, without without actually saying what he's done. (laughs) Um, and you'd think that would be the moment where they go, fuck this guy. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no, no reason for us to be on a mountain with this psychopath um, at all. But anyway, how are you going to score it, guys? So, uh, Rich? Uh,
0: I had a really good time with it. So I'm going to give it an 8.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to join you on an 8. I, th- I thought this was great fun. Um, Steve, based on what you've seen,
2: uh, I, I I can't
1: I can't get no? it. A okay, thingy. no, fair enough. Okay, two eights for the ledge. Go check it out. Our next film is The Misfits. An experienced thief is recruited by a team of Robin Hoods to help them pull off an impossible heist. Uh, this has recently turned up on Amazon Prime, and I. I think you could kind of see why Steve
2: yeah it's your typical glossy you know gang of thieves getting together to pull off the heist uh, against the ter- well terrorist organisation really in this one mm. and it, it was okay I mean you knew what was coming you knew what was happening Um, I thought performances were quite good except Nick Cannon who I thought was dreadful Um, just trying to I don't know just throw out every racial stereotype with his disguises and stuff like that Um, everyone else is okay I mean Tim Ross literally doing a Bruce Bruce Willis turn up for like two days
1: Uh, (laughs) He he does move a bit more than Bruce
2: Oh, yeah, he yeah, he, he yeah.
1: leans his head to the side.
2: I'm not saying it in a bad
1: way because I, <laughs> I think he's,
2: it, it's Tim Roth. He can't put in a bad performance, That's you know. True. Um, yeah. And I thought Pierce Brosnan was great. The rest of the, the crew were were great. It was just, literally just Nick Cannon just really, really annoyed me. And but I thought the direction was great from Rennie Harling. Mm. and I like the fact that. The actual heist takes place inside a prison as well, which is not something I've really seen before. Yeah. I mean, I get getting get the story how, why they did it and how they did it and stuff like that, which I thought was, was pretty good. And the heist itself is, seemed a little bit short. I mean, it's not a long film, really. It was about 97 minutes, I think it was?
1: Something like yeah, that. Just Yeah, 90, 94 minutes. 94,
2: yeah. But the heist doesn't really happen until the last, what, 20, 25 minutes? Hmm. And it just seemed over a little bit quick. quick. But all in all, it, it, it passed the time easy enough. You know, it was okay. Nothing cool. to right over that, but yeah, not bad.
1: Uh, Rich, what do you make of it? It reminded me a bit of the Shanghai job that we watched hmm. with, uh,
0: with Orlando Bloom. Orlando
1: coming. and uh, Simoniam, yeah. Yeah, I think that
0: uh, you know different kind of movie but it was the, it had sort of a similar pr- you know premise it's one of these sort mm-hmm. of post oceans 11 mm-hmm. uh movies this this one's got some interesting aspects to it in that it's uh part at least partially funded by the united arab Emirates, mm. so it's it's in part a showcase or you know travelogue sort of film promoting Ab- uh was it abu dhabi
1: yeah yeah, see, it's it's, it's interesting because because a couple of uh, Jackie Chan's films have ended up doing that. Um, yeah, uh, sort of kung fu yoga and uh, also the Vanguard. Vanguard, Vanguard. yeah. Um, and and if they didn't, if 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 they weren't taking the money, they were desperately seeking it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, they were certainly courting favours. Um, both of those films, uh, but yeah, no. So it's it's a, it's a wonderful location. Yeah,
0: I mean, Fast and Furious went over there as well. That's and true. The, yeah. That you know, it's got the glamour and gloss, isn't it? You know, it's like the, the, the super. You know, I mean, the, the supercars for taxis and stuff uh, like uh, that. Yeah. And,
1: and nothing really spells, you know, decadence and glamour like um, a beautiful woman who's like, you know, a supermodel with a bloody cheetah on a leash, just walking Ooh, casually through. Poo- that's some, that's some <laughs> stupid <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> that was yeah. really ridiculous. It was brilliant.
2: Sorry about that. I was just gonna say also like the fact that the Ardman man is basically a woman as well. You know? mm. I thought yeah. that was well done. One, well, Rich. Well,
0: mm. sorry, no, no. The um, so yeah, the there's some interesting There was an interesting when I was looking up the film. There was an article on Al Jazeera saying how that they, you know, they they did a report saying that it was anti-Qatar propaganda. Uh, for me, watching it, I didn't really pick up on. That too much, but uh, but they do sort of uh, portray the other. Well, statement.
1: it's a made, it's a made up state, mm. Jaziraistan. Yeah. But
0: I think it's to yeah. represent. I think it's supposed yeah. to represent Qatar or something. Anyway, but but, but, that if, did... but
1: if that's the case, then Qatar are basically saying, "Yeah, we're we're, we're full of dictators and thieves and terrorists." <laughs> well, no, think that's you...
0: that's the, mm. the opposite. That's the other area or something. They're, they're mm. in conflict on. I don't know much too about mm-hmm. about it anyway, no. but. I well you
1: will you will in the summer when when the little cup's set there. Oh <laughs> mm.
0: the um the other thing is it's Rennie Harlan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, behind the camera. So I haven't haven't seen a Renny Harlan film for quite a while because he's uh, no, that was Simon no, West. Simon West that oh sure.
1: yeah, and, yeah sorry. Uh, the,
0: the thing about Rennie Harlan is he kind of left Hollywood and started working elsewhere in like well doing a lot Whoa. of work in China China yeah mm. uh, a, a few of his films ha- haven't been released yet I don't think but he did like Skip Trace with Jackie Chan which I haven't checked out that's right um but there's, there's one called Bodies at Rest I think which is a, a thriller yet to emerge uh, and one or two others I think because I think he was setting up like a production company or something in China mm. last time I heard anyway um so I, I think the last I think I haven't seen a Renny Carlin film I'm just looking at his filmography since 12 rounds in 2009. So that's pretty crazy. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah. So I mean, you haven't you
1: know, you seen The Legend of Hercules with um, no. with, with uh, Scott Atkins?
0: Nope, not yet. No, that's. Uh, is that Callum Lutz as well? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. The Is it worth it? No,
1: but it's worth no it for Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott and his beard, basically.
0: Does that see. You think Renny Harlan, you you think, I mean, Scott, and, Scott Atkins and Renny Harlan, you know, that's, uh, that's quite it should interesting. should be a match, maybe. Is that a film that has this kind of big blockbustery kind of look? Because I, I imagine that's a much lower budget, but I might be wrong on that.
1: It has some moments, but the the rock Hercules movie is a lot better.
0: Okay. So this is you know, Rennie Harlan is at home with these sort of big canvases. Uh mm. and you know, or you know, the, the Hollywood style thing. And he does, you know, he pulls that off just as well as he had you know during his heyday i would say or even stuff like mind hunters you know a bunch of characters made by, with uh, mm. several recognizable actors and whatever um it's quite brisk and i don't think it lands necessarily uh you know some of it just doesn't quite you know you gotta it's a comedy you know you know that from mm. the start it, i don't think yeah. it helps that you the title makes you think of the losers for, with um yeah D. morgan and stuff but i think you know it is a different kind of movie but you do You do think of oh, this is something I've seen before, and the the whole film is kind of got that feel to it. But I think the the location and stuff does bring something a little bit interesting and novel to it, even if it's not a great movie. Mm. Uh I will say about the cast, Pierce Brosnan leads the cast. And Mm. is it just me, or can he not decide what accent he's doing? Because at some points he's English and at other points he's like really doing an American thing you know it's like he's like it's like, it's one of the wobbliest accents that i feel like i've seen since like mm. um dennis hopper and ticker when he's one minute he's he, you know he's supposed to be an irish mm. terrorist but he keeps <laughs> forgetting to do the accent and he's just, and this is you know it's almost like he's doing he's is he supposed to be playing it as american but keeps forgetting and doing his english i know he's irish but you know his english mm. accent um mm. and or, or, or was he you know did they sort of not know when they were filming it's like you know do this like a roger moore kind of thing mm.
1: uh
0: you know very refined you know uh cap you know thomas crown affair and all that sort of thing or cat burglar kind of, or you know burg- criminal you know charming mm. thief and at times you know he just goes you know with these Americanisms and sort of adds in the accent and stuff. So I, that, that was really really unusual. I, th- uh, I thought it was a bit weird that Jamie Chung is kind of set up as his love interest throughout the film and sort of led into at the end. Yeah. And it's like she's mm. 30 years
2: younger than he is. Yeah, think.
1: She, I think she's, she's slightly about the same age as his daughter, isn't she? Basically. Well, see, that
2: I thought that she was going to get with a daughter at one point.
1: Mm.
2: You know, in the hotel room like laying low. Yeah, <clears throat> and I thought, well,
1: he, do, he does. What? She does make a point of saying she's she's not really interested in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
2: mm, the yeah. actress playing
0: the daughter is ten years younger than Jamie Chung, but that doesn't right. necessarily
1: make it right. You know, oh, it still exactly. doesn't
0: quite. It still doesn't quite. See, and yeah, I don't mean. You know, I mean historically that would be always the case, but I think in this day and age, mm. there's some choices in this film that are a bit dated, and one of them is that, and the other is. As Steve mentioned, Nick Cannon and his, you know, playing into the racial stereotypes, kind of, you know, mm. doing the Eddie yeah. Murphy stick kind of thing that just doesn't really fit very it's, well. Did, did, you yeah. think,
1: did, did you find it a bit weird that the main character is Pierce Brosnan and yet the film has been narrated by somebody else?
2: By Nick Cannon, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I found that it, very strange. Well, yeah, it, it basically
2: I, is, until Pierce Brosnan appears, hmm. it's Nick Cannon doing the voice of and everything like that. And then he just they just forget about that yeah. until mm. like the last two minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick, see, Nick Cannon is like one of uh, this is the sort of the concept thing of the the misfits, and they sort of introduce the characters mm. and they say that, mm. and then they they kind of say, "Oh yeah, we were brought in by this guy to to be this team," but they don't really elaborate on it. It's just kind of a bit,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: W- yeah. wishy washy. The whole the whole concept, of, and you know the the prince and all that. Sort of, you know, it's it's yeah. very wishy washy.
1: Then, I, was, so, I was kind of glad they were already a team though. By the time he turned up, you know. I
0: thought yeah, was... and then yeah. Pierce Brosnan is the one that they're going to recruit to join them, so mm. he can't really narrate it because he's not part of them yet, mm. unless they sort of restructure yeah. the story. So True. that's, I guess, that's what it is. It's just one of those, you know. They've they've tried to use the, you know, comic, you know, comical you know, narration to sort of hook yeah. you in and stuff and I'm we, yeah, I Yeah,
1: I didn't mind Nick Cannon too much in his shtick at the beginning you know, that sort of comedy narration kind of thing I thought worked okay but at the same time I'm kind of glad they dropped it um, after yeah. a while it could, it could have been very tiring if they continued yeah. with it I enjoyed this overall, it is very light it, it is sort of, it's basically leveraged the movie you know, um so sort with of with a few more sort of glamorous locations, uh, le- I think half of Leverage's seasons are set in Portland, <laughs> Portland, Oregon. You know, oh. b- b- sort of million miles away from. Um, they need to like, be on the French Abbey Riviera, era. don't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but no, Lever- Leverage is a good series, and, and they, I, I love this sort of heist thing where it's sort of like you know, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of kind of thing. What's what's actually going on? Don't know yeah that, that all worked for me um interestingly this was um co-written by kurt wimmer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who directed films like um, equilibrium
0: i um, suspect it might have been an old script that got that it could have been off.
1: yeah 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 because he hasn't done much for a while i don't think you see oh
2: kurt last right. thing he did was pipe break remote yeah he did yeah. right.
0: he wrote that. Well, Apparently he's, he's directed a Children of the Corn remake, which has never been released yet over here. But oh, that was the first film he directed since Ultraviolet in 2006, yeah. and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. I'll,
1: but I'll he watch.
0: did make one. He he did um, he did do one Tough Bastard with uh, with uh, Brian Bosworth. That's which true. Yeah. Which will always be pretty cool to me that he did mm-hmm.
1: that. Indeed. Um, but
0: yeah, so he's there's him credited, and this other the other writer is Robert Henney uh, mm-hmm. And that might have been if let's. I'm wondering if the curl was sort of dusted off and he of didn't yeah. rewrite on it. Or it looks like he's probably the guy responsible for a lot of the comedy in it because he seems to be a very, um, his writing seems to be sort of very geared towards comedy, you know, kids stuff as well, you know, Lego mm. and, and um, you know, who's your caddy. Which I think was directed by Don Michael Paul, you know a lot of Mm. lot of comedy sort of stuff. So a lot he's he's probably responsible for a lot of the humor, which which I don't think necessarily (laughs) works. But it's like you got like that end scene of the you know the the scene at the end where they're all sort of talking about around you know that it's a it's a, a, a. the scene you've seen a million times, where they're all sitting around at the end, sort of ha ha
1: ha, you know, yeah, yeah. and having, having yeah. a laugh
0: and stuff with, with umbrellas and, and and you know <laughs> cocktails and stuff. Um, I just felt that scene felt really awkward. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's like, yeah, are you one of us? Like, eh? are you? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I guess I am. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. It didn't seem to play out as as well as they were hoping. It was like it was sort of a more. It wasn't like yeah. It was like. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like, I'm not really sold on on that, but um, that kind of sums up the movie. I guess it's just kind of
1: yeah, but and that's why it went yeah. straight to Prime, basically, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, like, I
0: don't think good. it deserves all the bad. You know, I've seen it's like low rated on like Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, no, I, I don't think
1: it's bad at all. Pierce Brosnan's he... made a lot.
0: Made you know, he, he makes some ropey films these days, but I think this is perfectly fine for what it is. You know, it's a mm. it's a lively, yeah. frothy. You know, yeah, colorful... it's, a, it's a light
1: heist movie with, with yeah, minimal, heist movie. minimal threat, yeah. basically, minimal penalty.
0: It's just a bit dated <laughs> in yeah. some of what it's trying to do.
1: Exactly. And on that note, scores on the doors. Uh, Steve? I'll give it a six. <clears throat> Rich?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards a six, I've got to be honest. Six.
1: I can't miss, miss the chance of giving this three sixes. Um, This is perfectly fine. It's on Amazon Prime. It gets three sixes from us. That's 666. Ha ha ha. Yep. Go check it out. Our next film is Restless. A corrupt cop finds himself having possibly the worst day of his life. Not only are internal affairs taking a keen interest in his activities, but he also runs down a stranger while on his way to pay his last respects to his dead mother. And things only get worse from there. Okay, so we've just had a film on Amazon Prime, and now we're flicking the channels over to Netflix. Um, This is a French thriller, uh, based on a a Korean film, I believe. Yes. uh, Which I not sure what the name is.
0: A Hard Day.
1: Oh, I, I don't think I've seen that, but I've heard of it. Um, yeah, I, I love this. There's some sort of uh, really interesting sort of comedy moments, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, this is like the worst day possible, isn't it? Um, Rich, over to you. No, So Steve, over to you.
2: Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I did enjoy this, actually. Um, the only... The only thing that did disappoint me a bit is like the first half hour, there's quite a bit of like farce involved in it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you say, with, you know, his child's toy and his balloons and things like that. And that kind of dragged it down a bit for me. But as soon as you get past that, I thought it turned into a really decent, decent little thriller. And I thought the actual... Main bad guy was actually quite menacing. Um, I thought he played his part really well. I thought you know, the main guy was great, such a re- really good anti anti hero in a way. And yeah, it just flew by. You know, it's it they ratchet the tension up really quite well. He, like I said, the only thing that disappointed me was the slightly farcical bits in like, mm-hmm. like the first 20 minutes, half hour. It was just a little bit. Mm, come on, you know. You know the the, the toy mm-hmm. being mistaken I, for like a machine gun fire in, in a morgue, you know <laughs> things like that. It was just a little bit too too on the nose for me. But apart from that, really enjoyed it.
1: I I liked that whole fast bit at the beginning. I must admit, you know, um, mm. he think he thinks he's being completely genius by using his his kid's toy to pull the um, you know the body through the. Uh, the air duct and it was a great plan it was a great plan of getting him in the building but of course yeah. what he didn't know <laughs> was every now and again that soldier's going to stop and start firing its gun i just thought that was hilarious when, when that first happened uh but yeah no that that whole thing and then when of course when he gets the body in the coffin and then his phone starts going off he's like oh for yeah. god's sake yeah well, that's
2: it's, the thing it just yeah. I think for what it was trying to do, that it
1: just didn't sit right with me. That, with that mm. bit, you know. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I, I kind of get your point with the, you know, the, the fact that it. I mean, I suppose it probably would sound almost like gunfire, that you know, because it's in that, um, comp you know, in that sort of echoey, yeah. uh, air duct kind of thing. So it probably did, did sound a um, bit more realistic than it, it would have done, but. Um, yeah, I think I think it was more to the point that you know he was still there and they didn't think anyone was still around and sort of weird sounds coming from it but no I, I enjoyed that and the whole, the whole film itself sort of really really jailed really together um yeah this, this is a lot of fun uh rich over to you mate
0: yeah as you guys have already indicated I did find it a film of two halves it's mm. it you know I'm going in and I'm expecting this sort of hard you know I mean, you know, the French make really good Which films. Exactly,
1: that's what the French are known for. You know, in, in cinema terms, it's, it's you know, the hard-boiled police procedurals.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was expecting going in. And then it turns out to be this uh, this kind of um, black comedy, basically, mm. uh, you know, comedy of errors sort of thing happening. But it does shift gears. I didn't mind that first bit. It was just a bit disconcerting. I mean, he's you know, it introduces the character. He's, you know, corrupt. Uh, he's pretty cool looking. He's got this, you know, very cool turtle oh, jacket blue yeah. jacket kind of thing going on very slick um i haven't seen the original korean version but you can imagine that you know the korean mm. lead was you know pretty well turned out himself um in that and that's pro- possibly you know a, a direct reference there and the comedy as well you know you could see that coming from a korean source but that would also fit with the a french audience because mm-hmm. they like quite like a lot of that sort of humor as well the but then it does you know, it does this shifting gears thing and turns into a pro- and it kind of drops the comedy almost completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the dark <clears throat> comedy, I should say. It's not like comedy, comedy, but it, it does sort of drop it. And it's like, there's some, I mean, it's, it becomes like sequence after sequence of excellent, uh, you know, thrills. You know, it's mm. a proper, you know, there's, there's a, a, a fantastic scene where um, uh, he, the hero or anti hero is pursued by a car in a, in a, in a, in a a parking garage, it's like fantastically executed Uh, there's a a fight in a you know, toilets in in the toilets uh, Mm. you know, like um, uh, which gets really, and what's great is that he's, you know, normally the hero would be sort of dominating the fight and he's really not, (laughs) he's like he's Mm. fighting somebody who's older than him but is more physically imposing and it just sort of basically, you know, it doesn't go the way you think it might, you know, if if they remade this in the UK, I can see him as being Jason Statham, but you'd have to, you'd have to, Mm. you wouldn't be able to have it play out in the same way because it wouldn't work because you wouldn't be convinced. But the, because the guy he's fighting is basically, imagine if Jason Statham was fighting Alfred Molina, and, Al- and Alfred yeah. Molina was, like, wiping the floor with him. You know, it's like, it wouldn't quite come across. But here no, it actually works. Because um, this guy is, like, a, a piece of work. You know, he's, he's great. And then by the time you get to the end of the movie, you feel like you're watching The Hitcher or something. <laughs> you know, it's, like, really intense and, like, you know, fire. And so it's, like, so yeah. well done. Um, And a bit comical, again, sort of towards the end. But, yeah, I was really sold on this... In the by the time I got into that <laughs> second and third act, I was I was like just thinking, wow, you know, a lot. And I was, I thought it was I thought it was excellent. The um uh the other thing to say is that this is the fourth version of the film. So you got the original right. version, it was remade in China mm-hmm. as Breaker, yeah. then in the Philippines as a hard day again, and now it's very, and what I thought was interesting is usually it's the other way around usually it's korea yeah, it's remaking like... the french yeah
1: because uh, mm. we had um oh what's it called now the um point blank point blank which Disney. is which is yeah it was um, a korean version of that plus an american version mm. with, with frank Grillo
0: and an indian version There's really four... yeah right. there has been say again four versions <coughs> it. so this is so i can you know there's clearly a reason why this has worked, why it's mm. been made four times. It's it's a good story. I mean, it, it also does that stuff with the character where it sort of sets him up in one way and then it kind of changes your perspective on the character, but you still in this case, they kind of don't sell it out too much. You know, they don't yeah. dilute it too much. He is yeah, he you know, he's introduced as a corrupt cop, basically. And and he is, you know, yeah. they don't change that, they don't kind of backtrack on it. So oh, anyway, no actually. No, yeah. actually, he was—he was pretending, wow. or he was oh. undercover.
1: What was that? What was that Jamie Foxx remake? Um, oh, Sleepless. 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 Yeah, because that's what they did on that one, did not they? Oh, they they, they changed it. Yeah, they, they, nice. they changed the character so that oh, actually, he's an undercover cop. Well, I am Honestly,
0: not sure if I ever saw the Jamie Foxx version because I loved the original.
1: Mm. Yeah, the original's brilliant. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, I think yeah. we covered that. Um, yeah. I the other did. thing, I, the other thing I will say is come on his mate who worked in the in the police. Mm. Tell yeah. me you didn't think of Seth Rogan like all the time <laughs> every time you saw him.
1: Uh, <laughs> He's like a dead ringer. <laughs> so, that was, that was but, quite funny as well. It's interesting how they played with his, his character because he like, you know we've seen this sort of thing before like where the you know the best mate, um you know the partner is actually the what, the dirty one sort of thing, you know, or, mm. or he's going to betray him. So he's, and you, you never know with this character. There, there are a few sort of key scenes where, you know, he, he goes to visit uh, the guy's sister, and he's sort of saying, well, where is he then? You know, oh, I don't know, and all this, sort of, you know, you think, well, why are you there really? You know, is that sort of thing. Um, but again you know it doesn't play out the way you expect it to do which
0: is really how cool. did you feel about the other supporting character the the, the sort of new girl who's um sort of learning I thought right. she was
1: really good yeah I, th- I thought so too yeah yeah uh, and again, and it's she's sorry. got some character
0: progression, hasn't she? It yeah. starts out she's quite green. Yeah. You know, she's been, you know, they're, she's kind of representing the order. She's the one that they're kind of explaining stuff to, and mm. you know, oh, we're a family, we look for each other, and all that sort of stuff. You know, and she's a lot more of an idealist, and she's yeah. sort of seeing how grey everything gets. And, and then, yes, yeah, so I think I thought that it wasn't entirely necessary. I don't think, but I did quite like it's mm. She seemed like a. Her character was not as well developed as I think we've seen in other films. You know, they do yeah. a bit more with her.
1: I think she's, she's sort of meant to be a moral compass kind of thing, wasn't she? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It's very good. And, you know, we've said before, like on the last show, you know, Netflix does get these these weird and wonderful films. Um, they do seem to have a good eye for this kind of thing. Um, so, this yeah. This was...
0: Yeah, this was directed by a director. I'm not familiar, Regis Regis blondo mm-hmm. uh, Butchered that name. Uh, a cinematographer. <laughs> which, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just having a quick look at what else he might have done, but, but nothing's nothing's ringing. It doesn't look like this is sort of his wheelhouse generally.
1: He's yeah, this is only. This is his first um, film as a director.
0: Right. So this is his debut. View apart from a, yeah, he's been mostly yeah. a
1: cinematographer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, so he hasn't done anything else. Yeah, so cinematographer since the early nineties. So mm. that you know, the film looks. He, he knows
1: his way around a film set, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, considering you know he's not directed a, a a film before, let alone a thriller or whatever. I think mm.
1: you know he's. A damn, good, a damn good debut. Debut, yeah. isn't
0: it? I mean. Really good. I mean, if I, I would like, I mean, he seems the sort of guy who the next film could be anything. Mm. But I, would,
1: yeah.
0: I hope he does another thriller. I think, mm. uh, I think that would be really good to see.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Scores on the doors, Steve. Sermon. And mm-hmm. uh, Rich.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go another eight on this one, but it's a, high, it's a higher eight than The Ledge. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's like borderline nine.
1: Yeah, this is an eight for me as well. Um, very, very solid stuff. I can see myself watching again. Uh, just as an aside, um, A Hard Day, the original Korean version, mm-hmm. is available on Amazon Prime to rent. So yeah, uh, you know, if you feel that way inclined to want to see what the original's like, uh, you can find it on there. Uh, I'm sure other s- streaming services probably carry it as well, but I've, I've just noticed it's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, so two eights and a seven for Restless. Go check it out if you're a Netflix subscriber. (laughs) Our short shot this week is Jester must die. When a bodyguard rescues the kidnapped daughter of his gangster boss, he sees an opportunity to help her escape his clutches for good, but must hope that his boss never finds out. I fucking love this little shot, <laughs> absolutely superb. Um, this, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to go, oh, John Wick, kind of thing, because, you know, the um, the sort of balletic ballistics, shall we say, mm-hmm. on show. But for me, this, this goes beyond this, the sheen of John Wick. This sort of dives more into John Woo territory. Um, because we've got that sort of brothers bonded in blood kind of element to it. Um, so we've got these characters, that sort of Jester and his his partner, whose name I'm just going to get um, called Cross, played by the director Michael Michael Carr. Um, and they're just so in tune with each other. You know, there's this brilliant sort of Sort of gun battle and kung fu and all the rest of it going, and, and the way they sort of like act in unison, um, I just thought was superb. I absolutely love this. I think the storytelling was great, the acting was great, the yeah, the, the action was off the charts. Um, Steve,
2: yeah, uh, I agree with you. The action was was fantastic. I think the only slight thing is it at some points it did look a little bit cheap. Um, you know like the CGI blood squibs and stuff like that Uh, but apart from that yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable but I thought the choreography was absolutely fantastic Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Not surprising since this guy um, the the director of this um, he also did the choreography for films like um, Extraction with um, Chris Hemsworth
2: Chris Hemsworth yeah
1: and a few others. So yeah, yeah. this guy's
2: of makes sense. Really. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if if he doesn't get you know a feature from this, I'd be very, very surprised. Mm. Um, you know, it probably is just a, you know, a proof of concept or whatever, but it yeah, it was really impressive. Um, especially like some of the outdoor, you know, like the, the pool
1: scene.
2: Mm. Uh, I thought that bit worked really well and also like the fighting side of the house and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was really 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 enjoyable. It was still really
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich, this is another one where um, we're kind of left hanging and want definitely wanting more.
0: Yeah, it's it's clearly mm. labelled on YouTube and Vimeo as a proof of concept, but I think it works uh, as a standalone if that doesn't happen. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just, it's, yeah. it's got it's got a a plot that sort of wraps up you know this is it's a film with a. as i've said before i like it then when there's a beginning middle and end this has got like all those components it's non-linear so it sort of mixes things up a bit you've got to try and put the the sequence of events in order a little bit because flashes mm-hmm. back and to and fro uh, it starts out in black and white and then um with a kind of what's essentially the sort of prologue uh Introducing the character, it's one of those movies. It's you know, it's it's the whole hitman looking after a little girl kind of story again. We've we've seen that a lot. Yeah,
1: Man on Fire, all sorts. Yeah, yeah, but
0: it does actually. It does actually go somewhere. It does, you know, it covers quite a fair amount of ground uh, in in its short running time. Leaves it, leaves it, you know, with a little. um, It's got like an emotional core to it, which is quite good, along with the action. The guy who's the lead is not somebody I'm I've been well, not really been familiar with the director, to be honest. Michael Lear is the director, mm. but the star is Adam Slemmon. That's right. And he's uh, he wrote it as well. He's done he he kind of does all sorts, I think, but so his capabilities in the action was also quite unexpected. So he was pretty, he equipped himself quite well. He, you know, the um him and his uh, his partner in in the movie they as you say they go to this house uh, you know there's kind of a debt collector's sort of vibe to it yeah yeah mm, yeah. Yes.
1: yeah this guy's been ripping off their boss their boss is called three-piece isn't he so he wears a three-piece yeah,
0: yeah, suit which I was yeah which is pretty good yeah uh, that's all played out it is a bit like you could make a debt collector's style movie from mm. this uh but with more with, added, with added more gunfire
1: yeah
0: core and gunfire so um I don't know if you spotted, but we have got Amy Johnson in there. Yeah, in a non-fighting
1: role, uh, you know, purely purely acting role, which is really yeah. interesting, uh, and she does really well with it as well.
0: And Brian Sloyer is one of the guys. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, is you know one of the ex, um one of the fighters, you know, guys in the fight scene. And Jay uh, Jay Kwan, I think, uh, who was in, I probably got his name wrong, but the who was in uh, Sifu uh, that we talked about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, a freak who was also a collaborator of. Uh, Brian Sloyer is a very director of excellent action shorts in his own right so these guys all sort of travel in the same circles um Mm. so yeah so the 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 guy in the lead well that was a bit of a surprise because he's not quite what you expect uh the the plot and that is quite typical but well executed I think it's very stylishly shot it's got a nice Mm. sort of calm you know um ending you know contemplative Mm ending on it i think it's a great little package and i really mm. hope that it does lead to more things for everyone involved
1: the, the most recognizable face on this is the guy playing three pieces an actor called cooper andrews who had a couple of years doing the walking dead um oh, okay. and, 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 a, and a number of other okay. things as well. i'm not
0: familiar with him but he's got i mean he's a huge guy i mean i yeah. think he, he plays it really well. Uh, he kind of underplays it, if anything, I
1: thought. Oh, yeah, he, he was a brilliant. You know, he's sort of, definitely that sort of king, kingpin kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought he was... Yeah, he's, he's even like, one scene, but, yeah, his, his voice carries really well, and he's, he's got a hell of a lot of um, sort of menace to him. So, yeah, he was, he was really good. Yeah, the action stuff was great. I absolutely loved it. Um, this, this is a great little short... I, I wish they'd changed the title to... Um, you know, Jester must not die. <laughs> mm. That's how I felt by the end of it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, really hope they were able to sort of do either a sequel to this or, you know, push it into a feature. That would be absolutely superb.
0: He's going to be the, the the director, Michael Lear. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a fight coordinator on Samaritan, the upcoming sort of superhero movie from Sylvester Stallone. Uh, and he's done, and he's working on Bullet Train, and he's done an episode of the Continental. So that's that right. John Wick or connection. Oh, no, that's
1: the, yeah, that's the John Wick thing, isn't it? But cool. yeah, he's,
0: as you say, he's done stuff like Extraction mm. and stuff in the past, Fast and mm. Furious. He was a fight coordinator. Fast and Furious Nine. He was a fight mm-hmm. coordinator on and stuff. So, you know, this guy knows his stuff. And
1: yeah, he, he's uh, working at the, top, at, at the top level, isn't he? Basically, you know, these sort of very big budget films that he's, he's involved in um yeah he's yeah. got a lot
0: of experience and he brings it all to this 16 minute film i mean it's not the only thing he's direct he has directed a few other shorts before mm-hmm. but i think this is the mo- sort of most action-centric that i've come across of those um and yeah it, it, and hopefully he'll get if not a, if not turning this into a web series or you know mm. a feature maybe you know it might get him an- another you know Directing gig, you know, like a Mortal Kombat or, or whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? To, to he's yeah. definitely got, he's definitely got the chops. Absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, so we do not scare. We do not scare. We do. <laughs> excuse me. Okay, we do not score the shorts, but we do recommend them, and we certainly recommend you this one. Uh, you will find a link to it in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is Deep Freeze. On an Antarctic drilling platform, a group of grad students arrive to undertake new research roles, only to discover that the deep drill has awoken something deep under the ice. I did this. I, I recommended this film for everyone to watch. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I'm going to blame Rich. Rich was saying, "Hey, Mike, what what, what should we do as the throwback?" And I just sort of picked films at random off. Um, Amazon. So, so this is what we've ended up with. Um, Steve, how did you rate this masterpiece? Um, to be honest, I did have fun with it. You
2: know, it's hmm. it's a thing ripoff set on a supposedly drilling station, but looks what, more like a high school. And um, there's absolutely no money involved. There's no acting talent involved, as such, but. Yeah, it was okay, you know. I I I did have fun with it. I mean, there's one thing that I did find really really annoying though is when the creature attacks. Mm. For some reason, you I mean, for the first hour and twenty minutes, you don't see it, and it it's just like I don't like it. it's not flashbacks or flash forward. It's yeah
1: just it's just it's just weird shit isn't it dicks. yeah and i was i was yeah. wondering if it was like meant to be like um you know their life flashing between them before their eyes or at least the last 20 minutes of their life flashing before their eyes yeah it was, it was a weird sort of um motif to use
2: yeah yeah but i mean i think the scene that impressed me the most was like the after sex scene where you don't know, eat the girl turns around and the monster just like bursts out of her chest and attacks him. Really, that that bit I thought was actually quite mm. handled quite well. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's not big. It's not clever. It's not expensive. But it's just a bit of beer and pizza on a Friday night fun, really. And yeah, it was okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, I I, I kind of like the effects at the end with. Mm-hmm. when the, the big monster came out of the pool. I mean, that, that was done quite well as well. Um, but, you, you know, you got your stereotypical, your jock-type scientist, and then, you know, your crazy German scientist who knows what's going on, but nobody believes him. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. You know, you've got a bit of a, aliens thrown in there as well, you know, with a bad corporation guy who knows what's going on, and he's trying to... Get the creatures out of there, and yeah,
1: it, it was yeah. what it was. It, it's an interesting, yeah, it, it's an interesting mix. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It is it is a film you can have fun with. I mean, um, if you approach it the right way, there are you know it would it would make a good one for like a drunken commentary. I think yeah, there are, there are some yeah. sort of classic bits. There's, there's a scene early on where the the uh, the pilot guy is talking to the main scientist woman in German, they're having a sort of conversation <clears> in German <throat> and just <throat> all of a sudden just switch to English. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, we've established we're German. Now let's <laughs> let's t- switch to English for no I apparent wonder, reason.
0: I wonder if they, because the film was partially German, but mm. they got a couple of two German actors in it, yeah. who, one, of, one of whom Alexandra Camp is not in it as long as I thought she might be. Mm. But I think they might've shot some, I mean, it's the opening opening scene the opening lines of the film are in German, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. wonder if they might have done that like for the trailer or something. So that they can do the trailer and show these, you know, German actors and you know mm. market yeah, it to possibly.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, possibly I don't know. I haven't seen the trailer. But the or the German trailer I should say. But the uh yeah that's the only thing I could think of with that. Or it was is it a um uh what do you call it? Hunt for Red October, kind of thing. Where, yeah, you know, yeah. But they don't do a transition effect. That's yeah, transition exactly. Just, of, just, just, you just know, switch mid-conversation. Conversation, you know, yeah. Yeah,
1: mid conversation. Yeah, That did seem a bit weird. One, one thing I did like, you know, that that particular character, like, like you said, uh, Steve. You know, there's there's one guy who's, you know, it's almost like he's watched the movie already. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Or he knows exactly what sort of movie he's in, because because these grad students turn up sort of like after after the sort of initial attack and stuff that's going on. And these grad students turn up and, and he just lays it all out. was going, yeah. you guys are just totally inexperienced. They're going, hmm. yeah, but but we 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 know how to do this. I go, yeah, but there's training courses. We can we can get experienced people yeah. to do a training course and get them on board. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> you know, it was just a brilliant bit of writing. Um and then even the even the grad students that are going, Oh yeah! Oh shit! What are we do there? <laughs> We're cannon fodder, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was quite good. The um, yeah, the, the sort of monster effects do vary quite a bit. Um, mm. th- 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 towards the end, when when you see the thing sort of scurrying around, I, I don't know if you saw this on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. There was a thing, you know, like a Halloween prank where somebody had this sort of giant. Spider costume that they put on their dog. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. then let it run around the streets, and then that—that's what it reminded me of. Is this thing sort of chasing after them? I'm thinking no, it's probably little, you know, little corgi or something under that thing being enticed.
0: Like was, it did look like there was somebody under there scurrying around. It did. Yeah. Oh, well, I found that quite charming.
1: Yeah, it was quite fun actually. Yeah, and the, and the you know the the attacks by that point were getting more and more gruesome, sort of uh, full on. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good, fun little flick. But, you know, I, I could imagine a lot of people just kind of look at it and go, it's But uh, if you're a mm. Creature Feature fan, I think there's yeah, it's a lot to like it.
0: I'll just sort of weigh in on a few of my mm-hmm. thoughts. I, I did see it when it came out, and I wasn't overly impressed with it then. And I'm still not, to be honest. I think I, I found a bit more to enjoy this time around. I, I thought the script was a bit snappier. than You know, I couldn't... Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the script previously, but I think mm. it's a bit of an effort with the scripts and some interesting mm-hmm. stuff I'm trying to go for. Um, as you say, it is all variations on uh, the thing, alien, aliens and whatnot. But, um, and it does; it is the kind of movie that makes me th- think I should really be watching The Last Winter again by Larry Fessenden.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So that, that kind of has mm. the same. They kind of had the same kind of conversations and stuff mm. in that movie it's the same kind of idea except in that it's called sort of ghosts coming out of the bifrost or whatever and then this it's a giant trilobite it, it is an interesting or trilobite it is an interesting creature because yeah. we haven't seen any movies with that kind of uh, that kind of creature before and the uh, john Carl Beakler, who's the the director you know he's he's mr special effects and prosthetics and stuff so yeah that some of that stuff is really well done, uh, like you say the sort of emerging from the body um, uh, am I right that, that that it comes out of a it comes out of someone's body yeah mm. some yeah
2: yeah, it comes out um, like girls chess
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, so the I was just checking because I wasn't sure whether it was mixing up with something else, but the yeah, I thought that was well executed but it's it's quite restrained there's not a lot of it, but I don't think I had a huge amount of money to play with mm-hmm. so like you guys, I think the sort of over editing of, you know, when the attacks happen and adding all these yeah. sort of effects in was a bit unnecessary.
1: Yeah. I wish they'd explained part part it. that. But, you know, maybe, maybe there was some sort of endorphin so it was, you know, spreading to their bodies or something. Yeah. It's just weird.
0: Yeah, they don't really make much of it. Um, but I quite like... Uh, Gertz Otto is the G- German sort of... Mm-hmm. Not really the lead because this is more of an ensemble. It sort yeah. of starts out with one character just
1: mm. Yeah, it's just it's like who who's left at the end kind of thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah. But I quite like seeing him in sort of a key role. He kind of goes a bit mad as mm. the film goes on, which I quite like. Yeah. He, was, he was Stamper in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, mm.
0: And he's you know done lots of stuff, especially in Germany. Um, the um, so I quite like seeing him. He did a he did an action a, a very odd Polish French action movie called Gunblast Vodka, which was never released. As far, as far as I'm aware, in the uk that's one of his only other lead leading roles um yeah the, it's not great i've i'm i i am i would not it's not a film I, I i don't think it's a film i recommend uh, somebody mm. spend the time unless they're really interested in like seeing you can
1: like creature features sort of thing you know and you the haven't creature. seen it just for completists. completists.
0: Completists, John job yeah. fans, yeah you know. yeah exactly but he did Friday the 13th part 7
1: i, don't know you know. mm. I haven't and got that far part yet, yet.
0: Oh. And Ghoulie's go to college, which is a favourite of mine.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Never mind. Okay, um, so we don't score the throwbacks, but we kind of recommend you check it out. You'll find this one on Amazon Prime if you're a subscriber um, and you like creature features and you haven't quite got round to this one yet. It's probably worth checking out.
0: Can I just also recommend, uh, mention that there's a, a, an article by our friends over at the Schlock Pit
1: mm. uh,
0: about the film? Uh, it's got some interesting all right observations and trivia in that uh by uh,
1: we can we can link to that in the footnotes as well don't mind yeah mm-hmm. brilliant okay and that is the end of this week's show so thanks to rich and steve um luckily no zeros and ones on in this week's show uh,
0: <laughs> literally pretty, <unfortunately>. pretty <laughs> yeah pretty,
1: pretty good pretty good solid uh, selection this week um so yeah, that's about the size of it. Don't forget to check out the Facebook and Twitter pages for the DTV Digest. Also check out our sister show. There will be a new episode dropping soon of the Short Shots, uh, and another one that me and Rich are sort of planning to record soon. And don't forget to check out the Short Shots own Twitter page, where Rich uh, puts a link to a new short every evening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time.